You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. The Literary Briefs Edition said it right this time. It's fine. I am your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is the amazing Danielle Orsino. Do not forget to like and subscribe because we you're you're listening, you're watching right now. Like and subscribe to us. Um, our amazing guest today is Tamitha Kane. Woo! Hi, hello. Hello. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking a little bit. I have the very last, which is probably a good thing, because this is hitting me pretty hard. I think it has to do with the hand-picked flowers. No, <laughs> so ridiculous. These guys are going to reach out to me and say, stop drinking my drink on your podcast. Mm. It's fine. It's okay. and desist. <laughs> yeah. Bel- Belvior Bel- Farm Elderflower Lemonade. It's a traditional family recipe with fresh elderflower infusion that are handpicked and it's um, crafted with nature. I think that that should mean wood nymphs are doing this or dry. I was going to say, what is, what does crafted with nature mean exactly? I don't know. I don't like that. There's no description of these things, but I'm drinking it anyway, but I added gin to it. I added my botanical gin to it. So it made it so super- more nature. Yeah, more nature. There's so much nature happening in this cup right now. So Flowers. much nature. Yes, it's fl- it's it's hand-picked nature. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that means. Okay, Danielle, what are you drinking today? I've got the last of my hot toddy in my Maleficent cup coming down. I like it. I like it. I might do a hot toddy later, or I might just nap. Mm. One of those two things is going to happen. Um, it's all nature. Tam- nature i'm gonna nap in nature i'm not it's raining here that's a terrible plan um, so what are you drinking i have uh i have a merlot a translations merlot yeah because very very cool very cool you gotta I show the glass though with the labels and the uh, oh here maybe because i'm embarrassed how much of it i've already had no <laughs> you don't have to be embarrassed because if i told you how much gin to lemonade was in this cup i've been refilling the lemonade it's mainly gin. Um, so, okay, literary briefs, rapid fire questions. Are okay. you ready? I uh, yeah, oh, I I better be. Sounds like that's okay. It's You're not quick. like a pass or fail grade. You'll be okay. fine. Okay. Um, well, it depends on your answers, I suppose. No, just kidding. Um, what is your favorite book of all time? Oh my goodness, Little Women. Little Women. Why? I think just because it's the first book that just really transported me um and and it may actually be the first book that wasn't an abridged version that I read as a child and um it just sort of I don't know it just showed me how a person can be taken you know just through words on a page you can be taken to another place makes sense makes sense what about your least favorite book of all time oh dear Oh gosh, I don't know if I should say. And also, I can't oh, say it's it. called. What was it called? Can I think about? I have to remember what it was called. Oh, because it, it wasn't that. Long. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, that one, whatever that was. That's yep. what I want to yeah. do. It might that's, be, that's what, a, what do they call it? A hot take or an un unpopular opinion? But it is Wuthering Heights. And that is very weird because when I was a kid, I, I thought I had read Wuthering Heights. And I thought it was the most romantic thing I've ever read in my life. I was like, oh, can't wait to be a grown up. And I read the, I read it again this year. And I was like, what am I reading right now? What is happening? <laughs> Why do people think this guy is so... And I realized that I had read the abridged version as a child. And I guess that's part mm. of it. You know, part of why I had such strong reactions to, you know, I thought I loved this, but actually I do not. <laughs> I can't stand this guy. And how is this romantic? So anyway, that's... Ooh. That's my. That's yeah. because a lot of people just see movies and they're yes. like, "Oh, this is great!" And then you read the book and you're like, "Did you ever read the book?" Like, exactly. This, it's it's ugh, it's creepy, man. It's so creepy. That's okay. There was a ah uh, gosh, there's a movie on Netflix right now, and I have to think of it, but it's got the girl that played in Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. No, they they talk about there's a Christmas song, and I absolutely love this because. It's, um, you know, the baby, it's cold outside. If yes. you listen to the verses of that Christmas song. It's a it is, little messed up. It's, it's a little rapey. It is a little yeah. rapey of a song. I'm sorry. Like if you actually listen to it. So in the movie, the guy that is she's with, I'm not going to give away, changes the lyrics when they're having to sing the baby, it's cold outside. Right. And they changed the lyrics. And I, and I used to love that. So I was like, that's a great song. And then as I was when I was watching the movie, I was like, wait a minute, I haven't heard that song in forever. And I went and played it and I was like, oh, it's a, it's a little, woo, it's a little interesting, some of these older songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, what about uh, if you could be any um, character from a book, what would it be? Who would it be? But you have to live their life. Oh, gosh, you have to live their life. Yeah, you don't get all just the benefits of being super cool. You have to go through their journey with them. Yeah, oh my goodness. These are hard questions on a glass of wine. Oh, you mm. should see on a glass of gin. These are hard <laughs> questions to remember to ask. Handpicked flower oh, gin. I don't know if my gin was handpicked flower. So is it juniper berries that make gin? Is it yes, juniper? yes. Yeah. So that's a lot of nature. That's so much. I have so much nature in my cup right now. I feel like a fucking fairy. I have like a little circlet of flowers. Oh, I should you get a circlet of flowers. Leave your glass sitting there for too long. You have like ferns and and. Uh, I am not woodland nymphs. Yeah. Uh oh. Going right now. Hey, could you just put all that back? Because we don't want you anywhere near me. <laughs> okay, character. Did you come up with your character? Oh. Uh, let me look at some books for an idea. Hold on. Uh, I'm looking at my bookshelf. Um, most of the books on this shelf are researched from the Una book, so that's not helping. Gosh, this is very hard. Can we come back to this one? We can come back to this one. Okay, Danielle, <coughs> ask your question because then we can go in between. It's, are you good with it? You want me to ask it? I can. No, I'm good. Okay, if you're going to run, you have to run into one of these three supernatural slash cryptid creatures. Which one would it be and why? Either a Bigfoot, oh. an alien, 
or the Loch Ness monster? If I had to encounter one of them? Yes. And you're proving that they're real. That's the yeah, reason yep. you get to encounter oh, them. Uh, an alien. And why? Because of proving that they're real. Because that's just so fascinating to me. My daughter, one of one of my daughters recently showed me the, the James Webb telescope pictures. Oh yeah. And it just, I mean, space already kind of really just the idea of its endlessness just really freaks me out. Just to, you know, to think about how how endless it is and those pictures it makes it feel like how can you not think there there are what we would call aliens out there so oh no if anybody who doesn't think there's intelligence life out there i'm like okay you're you're a special kind of human because there there is no way that that's not the case you know i don't know how you cannot think that but so so be an alien yeah no i'm not like those skittery kind with like stuff dripping out of their Mouth. those are my favorite aliens like, a, like in, you know the little you want the grays with the yeah. big eyes the ones that the ones i grew up with you know on tv the little green man he just has a giant head because he's so smart mm, i don't know cat mutilations and all that could be dangerous okay what is your um did you figure out who you want to be yet oh for crying out loud uh i'm just coming i'm going to circle back every question until we want to be and and then you have to live their life though Yes. Is that what's hanging you up? Did you have an answer until yeah. I made you say? Well, I mean, again, I would have gone back to the, you know, somebody writerly like, um, oh, you know, let's say, um, I was thinking of Daisy Jones and, and the Six because that was just sort of a a fantasy life. You know, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be a singer when I grow up. I was going to be a, you know, it's going to be Mariah Carey or something. And uh, that book just sort of, it, it seemed, um, you know, obviously fictional and obviously, but but based on uh, Fleetwood Mac stories, right? <clears throat> or, or that dynamic. And um, so I would say probably something like, like that because, uh, you know, just being on tour and, and the drama backstage. I'm, I've always been super fascinated with backstage, what you know, what goes on, what that the that the fans can't see. Um, so yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Um, I, like it. I don't know if it would be Daisy Jones. There was another character in that one, someone's wife or someone else in the band. It's been a while since I read it, but um, sort of the feel of that world um, resonates with me. I think. Very cool. What about your favorite? Um a book to movie or a book to TV show, like where you think they did a really good job with oh, it? Oh, wow. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, a book to movie. Um, one of my favorite books, uh, Remains of the Day. Um, and I can never, I can never call that author's name to mind, but, um, I love that book and, uh, and the movie, I think, captured the, the feel of the book pretty well very cool what about um one where they do you think they did a terrible job um you know what and, and this is on top of mind because I just uh just did a little more sort of rem reminding myself kind of research um the thorn birds do you remember that uh mm -hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if either of y'all are as old as me and, and remember that uh miniseries from the yes. uh, must have been 80. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> watch that. 
but um but uh i think the book was just so much richer and the miniseries maybe played on only i mean it, it had a lot of salacious things elements to the story but the book was just so much richer the characters were richer it makes sense okay what about your favorite trope what is your favorite tropes mm. to read uh, well uh i i can tell you offhand things that i can't stand there's like uh stories that are sort of it all hinges on some misunderstanding or uh you know information that one sentence could have solved this mystery at the beginning you know where, where it's just so obviously tenuous <laughs> i can't stand that uh, but my favorite i guess would be um uh i, I love i love uh spy situations or uh -huh. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what names of tropes for those would be, but uh, like right now I'm reading uh, the Alice Network, and um, loving how the two timelines are are uh, wound together. Even though I feel like I know, you know, what the mysterious part is going to turn out to be, I I enjoy that. I enjoy even if I'm wrong, you know, I enjoy where they lay enough for you to to at least have a, a theory of what's of what's happening but i i, I or, or you know what the what the ministry is going to how, how it'll all will be revealed um so i i guess if it's a if it's a trope it's that uh uh that tension that comes before the all will be revealed you know at the end uh, I, I mean i love i love a literary sort of character study but you know just for uh reading enjoyment I'd say anything that has that feel it doesn't have to be a spy book, but you know where where the where the reader can feel at, at certain times that they uh, they may know more than even the characters. You know they're putting they maybe can put it together before Mary. the you know before the before the inspector or before the mm -hmm. the lady who's trying to you know, figure out what happened in her family's past, or I love that. And I try to incorporate that myself um, in my books. Very cool. You, we talked a lot about genre, genre, genre mashing. I can use all my words incorrectly <laughs> and stuff. Um, it's okay. Is, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Is there a genre that you would love to write, but you haven't yet? Is there something you'd love to be um, able to do? I would love to be able to write a really taut thriller, but I'm not sure I'm smart enough. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to challenge myself to do it. I know uh, one of my daughters says that if I ever, she 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 thinks I have the kind of mind to come up with these diabolical stories, and if I ever did write it, she'd be afraid. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to challenge myself to do it, but uh, uh, so. Yeah, it, yeah, I guess it would have to be a really, a really taut sort of um, thriller. Very, very cool. I like that idea. Okay, here's a here's a fun one. What is your favorite weird food combination? Ooh, weird food combination. Uh-huh. Uh, hmm. I think my problem is I don't think of 
them as weird. I don't think it's a combination of weird, but what other people think is weird. Um, I mean, I, I, I love, you know, sweet and salty and with spice. Um, I know some people can't stand like pineapple and ham on pizza or something like that. But like I said, my, my, or earlier, my, my mom was from India and my dad, uh, you know, Polish and French Canadian, New Yorker. And uh, our food growing up was different, different every day. Um, so I guess it, I guess maybe like if it, maybe something Indian, but with, with something that wouldn't be considered the right mix, um, you know, like a, a curry and some kind of a potato side dish. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Here's, here's one. Cause you get to answer this. What is, um, a weird cake that somebody asked you to make like a weird oh, combo dear. that you were like, I'm sure you have a few a flavor examples. Combo? Yeah. Well, this one wasn't weird, but it was really cool. And I was reminded of it on this flight, you know, uh, this trip that I just told you, I just came back from, um, Biscoff cookies, you know, the little European cookies. Yeah. You get them on, uh, this was an American airlines flight, but they give you those little cookies. So I had this couple once who wanted a Biscoff cookie cake. And so what we ended up doing was, yeah, I had to crush pounds and pounds of these cookies, which at the time wasn't wasn't as available as you know you can get them at I think at like world market and stuff like that now but I had to order a whole bunch and crush them all up and like blend it in to the um to the buttercream filling turned out really good but that was a very unique uh request oh and I had uh, oh you know what the actual weirdest request came from my own kid now that I think about it my daughter Sophia when she was I think it was like her 13th birthday something some teenage birthday she said she wanted a cheesecake and I was like, okay, I can make a cheesecake. And she said, no, I mean, I want the cake to taste like cheese. She's a cheese freak. Uh, like a meat, she just loves cheese. And uh, I ended up uh, grating a bunch of cheese and she, she wanted it to be a little bit savory. And then we, we did fondant and it looked like a slice of Swiss cheese. And so it kind of went with the theme of the cake, but that's definitely the weirdest flavor of cake I've ever done. She cheese straight cheese i i just saw danielle's face and I, there's yeah. more clarification yeah. needed on yeah. This. Straight yeah. Cheese. so yeah the, there's no you know cake but with cheese flavor in it yeah i don't think she would want wow. that now but you know she was she was going through a little face <laughs> a little cheese face that's face yeah that's face that was i had a, i actually requested somebody to make a bacon cake and they made bacon um, with sweet is good. That's yeah, bacon. It's a maple bacon cake. So yeah. yeah, crumbled, but on the top of it uh was uh like a interlaced bacon, like a bacon. Oh mat. yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I, I did a cake. I think it was um something in bacon, but but I actually had to cook the bacon and then press it up against the sides of the cake. So it was just, you know, the whole side of the round cake was sticks of or slices of crispy bacon it was for a groom's cake that was always the most interesting you know I used to do wedding cake and then the groom's the groom's cakes were always the most interesting and uh, actually my son's yeah. groom's cake last year was one of the coolest we ever did because he loves to do barbecuing 
and uh, smoking meats and stuff. So we made them a cake that looked like a brisket. And the, you know, the coating outside was all crushed, different kinds of cookies and brown sugar and everything was no weird flavors, but things mixed together to look like, you know, all the different spices on a, on a cake. And it was a red velvet cake on the inside. And we put it in an actual foil container, you know, like you would take the brisket off and put it in the and uh, we brought it to the to the site, and I, I did I did clear it with my future daughter-in-law first, you know, because it wasn't going to look very elegant. <coughs> we put it over there on the table, and he came in, and I said, "Look, there's your look over there." And he was like, "Oh, thanks." I said, "It's your cake." He was like, "Oh, thank God! <laughs> I thought you brought a brisket. I thought you just..." I was like, "Why did she bring oh, briskets to my wedding?" <laughs> Oh my nice. yeah, no. That was that was the son being like picture. cool, mom. That's great. Yeah, mom's lost her mind. She's finally gone off the deep end. But it really did. We even like my my daughter helped me. Uh we melted uh butter and like dripped it in the pan so it looked like grease that had you know melted down into the pan. I'll send you a picture. It was really it was really cool. Wow. But the bakery was closed by then, but uh, yeah, it was really cool, but and it didn't have any weird flavors. So, but but still, that was one of the more unique cakes. That's very cool. I, I we don't get the opportunity to ask that question very often. Yeah, I was going to say that's a new one. Yeah. Um. What about reviews? Do you uh write reviews? I do. Um. Yeah, I write reviews for Southern Literary Review. Um. Yeah, the most recent one just went up. In November, I did one for uh, Christy Woodson Harvey's Feels Like Falling. And um, I think that's it. Is it with Denali I'm sorry, I can't remember what the one before that was. But I, I do write reviews um, for them. And um, But I thought when you started asking, did, you meant, did, do I write reviews or do I? Well, no, I didn't even know you wrote reviews like officially. I was asking oh, unofficially. Oh, do you, mean you just write for people? Reviews? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to get more uh, active on Goodreads myself. Uh, <coughs> use it the way you're supposed to. Um, I had an account years ago, and uh, once once my books came out, I realized I needed to, you know, claim my author page and start. Um, adding books um so i do want to get more more um active on there especially now that i see how important it is you know so important yeah. authors to have that so i want to be able to, to do that for my fellow authors no i i i agree what about do you read your reviews so far i mean i i don't have so many that uh that it would be difficult <laughs> so far i have read all my reviews um, the, the most frustrating thing has been uh, the, the day that the only Una came out uh, or just was listed on um, on Goodreads. I think, oh, and we had the, the giveaway going. So I think some people use it just to sort of mark a book, like just to, to keep track of it. And yeah. someone just put one star. <laughs> so I had one review that was, one, and the book's not even out. And there's nothing you can do. You know, it's just, now it looks like, this book has one star if you don't look further right so um so that that's a little just one of those quirks that you just have to deal with but I do I, so far I have read all my reviews or if someone just sends me something personally I'll ask them this is so nice I cried 
can you please go post this publicly for other people? It would really help me out. So, uh, so far I have read them, but you know, if I ever get to the point where there are lots of reviews, which, you know, hopefully will happen someday, I'm not sure that I will. Um, well, you also have to remember that reviews generally are for the readers. So keep that mm -hmm. in mind, because okay. if you Google your, or you look up on Amazon, your favorite books and look at the reviews, mm -hmm. just click on the one star reviews. So you're probably I actually do that. I, I, I do do that to, just to see like, what would make someone come all the way here and do that? That you I mean, you have to really, really feel this way to, you know, take all the trouble to do that. You have to have all the feelings. Yes, yes. Just as much as, you know, 65% gave it five stars. These, these 3%, hopefully, you know, it is a, they, they, they are valid reviews and they felt that way for a certain reason. And a lot of, sometimes, sometimes you, um, you know, if I stopped reading a book because I didn't like it, which is new for me, that's a whole side story because it used to be I couldn't start a book and not finish it. But there no, I think it's brilliant. I am a huge advocate of not finishing books that aren't good. You've yeah. already given them your money. So you did something, yeah. but yeah. you're wasting your time by reading a book that is yeah, not good. There's just so there's so much on my on my TBR that that and I'm not a fast reader. You know, I, I read like a writer, I think. I think that's why I read so slowly because I'm breaking down sentences, like why they chose to say this like that and going back and rereading. And so, you know, a book takes me a while. So it's, a, it's an investment. So I just this year started, you know, not necessarily finishing a book if I, if I was truly not enjoying it. And something that helps me is to go and read the one and two star reviews. And like, okay, other people feel this way. You know, I'm super happy that a lot of people maybe liked this you know, for them, but it just wasn't for me. And I'm not crazy. No, not at all. No. And I think it's smart to not waste your time. Okay, Danielle, I'm going to give you the final question. Um, if you could visit one literary mythical place, where would it be and why? Ooh, literary mythical place. Oh my goodness. I think I might read too much biography for this to come to me quickly. Um, and I'm not super into sci-fi, so that's okay. Just whatever, yeah, place that you'd want to visit. Okay. Um, okay. What is something else I've read recently? Hmm. Yeah, I'm reading way too much stuff set in real places. Um, okay. What time period would you like to visit? Oh, I think I, I would be really curious to go back to Victorian times. Um, I, all my life, I, I don't remember what it was that I saw somewhere that said, you know, if a person was from today was transported back to Victorian times, they would pass out just from this, just from the smell of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I guess uh, we didn't have- Oh, you mean the body odor? The great running water, you know, sewer systems and stuff like that. And people throwing their chamber pots out the window and yeah. contents. <laughs> um, I've just always been fascinated with uh, Victorian times in London, um, but then also in India. Um, uh, there's a that the time period when when you know the of the British Raj um, when they were uh, you know in charge when they kind of taken over India, which is uh, around when my mom was there. Um, I feel like uh, experiencing that time period would would help me understand her more 
um, because, you know, of my parents, she was the one who, <coughs> I grew up here, right? So um, she was the one who uh, it felt had that different, completely different uh, experience growing up. Um, so I think uh, that would be the uh, a place in time, you know, the from when her mom, uh, you know, was coming up in Victorian times, and then how that affected how she was raised, um, which again goes into that that book idea that I have. That also then the that family being a Christian in India is fascinating to me, um, and so that made them a lot more influenced by the the British people that were living in India. Um, so I, I think to me that would be fascinating to see it in person. You know what what how did that affect your uh, how how would that affect your selfhood, you know, how, how you feel as even as a, as a person of your own country, um, mm -hmm. you know, to be sort of an outsider, which, which did sort of transfer, I think, to me growing up. I mean, now I always say, nowadays, I can't turn on the TV without seeing someone who sort of looks like me, you know, another mixed person, a person of uh, color, or, or even just Indian people. When I was, when I was a kid, kids didn't know what, what it meant to be, you know, they thought I was talking about when I was a kid, you, you didn't, they didn't say Native American, they said Indian, right? And if I was right. that, they would think that's what I meant. Um, and so, you know, her, her experience obviously affected my experience. And so I think that would probably be very beneficial to go back to that time and see beyond just what I know and what I saw. You know what made her and what made her mother before her. Interesting. Very cool. I like it. Okay, shameless self promotion time. Okay. Um, so where to find me? Um, my website is tamathacane.com. Um, I'm I'm most active on social media on uh, Instagram, and uh, that's at tamatha underscore kane. Um, I've been trying to be really good with updating Linktree. Uh, anytime we have anything going on, like the, the currently we have a lip, the lipstick giveaway going on um, with in conjunction with the release of Only Una. That'll be out January 3rd. Uh, Pre-orders are going on now everywhere you can buy books. Um, and Song of the Chimney Suite came out in August and uh, you can also get that everywhere um, from Amazon bookshop.org, um, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, all those places. Um, so yeah, I, I think the best thing is to you know follow me on, on Instagram, uh, sign up for my newsletter, please. And I send that out once a month with, uh, I try to start it out every month with uh, some happy news or a fun video or something that made me happy or made me laugh that month. Mm -hmm. And um, that that newsletter is probably the, the best way to always know uh what's going on what what's new and and um what events might be you can uh, participate in thank you again so much for being on the show with us sure thank you so much for having me absolutely guys this has been drinking with authors the literary briefs edition i've been your host erica lance my co-host today has been the amazing danielle orsino do not forget like subscribe leave us a review we'd love to hear from you and we will see you guys next time Bye. hello 
I am the monster of the monster sci-fi show. You may be confused, but I am the superior version of the monster, and not just some variant. Much like me, this podcast is burdened with glorious purpose. I'm here to say this podcast delivers timely sci-fi and pop culture news plus movie and TV commentary reviews. In the end, is this not simpler? Subscribe to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. It's sci-fi. From a certain point of view, the Monster Sci-Fi Show is part of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.